Hi, in today's episode, we have Aditi. Aditi is from a musical womb, as she says. Her mother is an accomplished Robindra Shongit singer of Kolkata, which is Tagore's songs. Aditi has grown up in a very musical environment. She has been performing on stage from the tender age of five. Though most of her musical learning has been organic in nature, and she's had some formal training in Hindustani classical music, and she dabbles in all genres of music. But what got me totally knotted up is the fact that Aditi has been a speaker in India's first emotional intelligence online seminar, which I think I completely relate to, along with the musical part of the development of emotional intelligence. So we're going to talk to Aditi a little more about that. She's done many interviews on Instagram for inspiring women. She's conducted online curtain raiser for Wandering Minds Women's Day. She's done live music for Gurga Mom, Kolapi. So she was the international guest for the Women Year Award for 2021. And she's been on multiple platforms doing live music competitions and live music shows in which she's been a judge. What also is very interesting is that she's done this Migrant Workers Facebook page in Singapore. This has been the biggest virtual congregation of migrant workers in Singapore, which is extremely interesting for this podcast. And she's been on a forum and discussion on International Mother's Language Day with delegates from various countries. Again, we both relate to each other there. I think the first word of love we learn from our mother, and that's how it's called the mother tongue. She's worked very closely also beyond music for corporates like Punchloy, Apollo Tires, IHD Hotels, and she's done her master's in English and been in communication PR. Now, Aditi is in Singapore and she's a mother of a child and her interests are painting, reading and music. But today's podcast, we're going to talk about emotional intelligence in music. There's a research that shows that music can be a stimulus for emotional intelligence. And I'm going to get Aditi's take on it. It's the ability to recognize and interpret other people's emotion. It's very crucial for forming and maintaining relationships and others with everyone, including your family members, friends, colleagues, and professional acquaintances. As they say, music stimulates the development of emotional intelligence because it plays a role in the maturation process of the right hemisphere of the brain. Now, on the technical part, music may also, they say, affect the left hemisphere because of the complex ways in both these Hemispheres in our brains are connected. So, of course, uh, I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of it. But I just know that listening to music is a form of very, very effective communication between two people, even when you both are not talking. So, tell me a little bit, Aditi, about your life. And, you know, I mean, what got me really interested is this, that, you know, I do recognize that as children, when we are growing up in the environment around us, consciously, Yet, subconsciously, we do pick on to the things that our parents do around us. So, obviously, naturally, music must have been the natural, um, you know, thing for you as it would be, you know, water for a duck. But you talk about emotional intelligence in music. Tell me a little bit about the journey and we are going to talk also about how you think emotional intelligence plays out in a human being with music. Thank you so much, Mahua. It is so wonderful to be here on your podcast and you have given me such a glowing introduction. Now I don't even know how to... 
ऑनर दैट बट ये सो माई म्यूजिकल जर्नी यू सेट दैट वॉज योर फर्स्ट पॉइंट सो दैट वॉज प्रिटी ऑर्गेनिक फॉर मी बिकॉज एज यू हैव ऑलरेडी सेट आई वॉज बॉर्न टू माई म्यूजिकल मदर सो वेन आई वॉज ग्रोइंग अप देर वर रिहर्सल्स एंड जैम्स एंड कॉन्सर्ट्स विच वर लाइक ए रेगुलर एवरी डे पार्ट ऑफ माई लाइफ सो द फर्स्ट इनिशियल ट्रेनिंग फॉर मी वॉजेंट रियली सिटिंग इन फ्रंट ऑफ माई एंड लिसनिंग टू हर एंड लर्निंग फॉर्मली बट शी वॉज कंडक्टिंग सो मेनी क्लासेज एंड देर सो मच हैपनिंग ऑल अराउंड दैट आई पिकड अप म्यूजिक प्रिटी मच ऑन द गो इट हैड बिकम लाइक सेकेंड नेचर टू मी माई मम सेज दर आई स्टार्ट सिंगिंग वेन आई स्टार्ट टॉकिंग <laughs> so that's what and then of course as uh, days progressed ma tried to get me enrolled into lots of different kinds of courses of music but i was a rebellious child however music kept on growing with me as i kept on growing and then at one point i i took formal training in hindustani classical music for a while uh that's about it i had a band so i used to sing commercially and professionally i have released lots of music videos i have sung sung originals for some composers who who contacted me to sing their original songs so yes music has been very exciting is very exciting and i really really hope and pray it's going to be exciting for me till my last breath coming to the emotional intelligence that was a very very interesting thing that happened in my life there there is a emotional intelligence institute which wanted to do a virtual uh, conference on emotional intelligence initially their idea was to have a physical proper conference seminar with workshops however because of covid that had to be scrapped so they moved the whole thing on the virtual platform and they got in touch with me and they wanted me to be one of their speakers and my session was on emotional intelligence through live music so basically the things that you said how uh, intelligence or emotional growth is actually affected by music is something that everyone is aware of however they wanted their audience and they had a very widespread audience and a very international audience they wanted their audience to actually experience that while i was uh, talking so that's why they roped me in uh, because i am a performer and a singer as well and uh, how how we went about it is i had actually chosen all the basic emotions so there is happiness there is a sorrow there is anger there is a fear these are the four major emotions and uh, i had picked up a few minor ones as well and while i was uh, talking to them about these emotions i was actually singing them snippets of songs so how i went about it is instead of me telling them what emotion the audience is supposed to feel i would say for example pick up the song eye of the tiger if you have heard that song and i would sing a little bit of that song everyone has heard it it's very popular and then when i asked the audience what did you feel there were majority of people who told me we felt anxious we felt a sort of a sense of restlessness not a very calm or peaceful feeling agitation in the head so that is a fight or flight response and that's what happens to your body or your your mind of course your mind triggers your body it is your emotional intelligence which gives a trigger to the rest of you and that can be stimulated by music so that's one side of emotional intelligence and music connectivity sometimes that agitated state of mind can also be calmed down by music 
that also we experienced while we were doing the workshop. So yes, it was a very, very interesting journey with them. Now that you are in Singapore and obviously you're cut off from Kolkata, which is your hometown. And, uh, you know, for me also, I've moved cities and, you know, having left a huge chunk of my culture, uh, you know, when you're young, you probably don't realize how it becomes such a growing part of your growth. And of course, you imbibe a lot of cultures as you're growing along. But something that you learn at home, you know, that we spoke about the mother tongue and the language. So whenever I need calm, I listen to Tagore music because that's what my mother used to listen to. So tell me a little bit, you know, about your journey that you remember as a child, you know, something that um, you have not been able to forget you know, so I'll just share with you before you begin that I still remember, you know, I was growing up in Shillong and there used to be the hills and, you know, it used to rain incessantly. And it wasn't like the way it is now that, you know, you fix up and you go out and you meet friends. My father had a traveling job and Ma used to be at home. And I still remember that she used to sit by the window and she used to listen to this song called Shoki Bhavana Kahare Wale. And that song is my go-to song forever. Every time I feel restless, every time I feel pain, every time I also enjoy melancholy. I have to admit that there are times when I like to be in that state, you know, and I do listen to that song. So in the same way, I'm sure there would be some songs that would have really left an indelible mark in your heart, you know. So is there some memory that you've attached to certain songs in your life? Of oh. Of course. And when it comes to Tagore, okay, before I answer your question, I'm going to sing two lines of your favorite song for you. Thank Shokhi you. Shokhi my God, that got me knotted up because that song is so <laughs> deep with its meaning. You know, yes, I mean, I, I can go on and on talking about Tagore and his repertoire about every emotion that he's like, you know, touched. And this is such a beautiful song. So tell me, tell me a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the thing is for us Bengalis, uh, one of the things that I consider very fortunate in being born a Bengali is you can understand Bengali without any translation, without the language having undergone any translation, which makes you be able to enjoy Tagore's creations without those undergoing any sort of modification, which I think is the greatest blessing of being born a Bengali. Second, because I am born to a, a Robindra Shongit singer, I have heard so many songs that what leaves me absolutely stunned is that this poet, uh, Robindranath Tagore, has written songs that match every single emotion. I mean, how could somebody have done that? I have made a new friend recently. His name is Dr. Rao. I have met him on Clubhouse. He's become my friend. He's much, much older than me. He always says that unless and until you have actually touched divinity, you cannot write like that. So for Tagore, I definitely and 101% believe that he had a vision of God and that's why he could write the way he did. Coming to one specific memory, I remember my mom used to perform for a lot of concerts, a lot of programs. These were usually in Robindra Shodon, Kala Mundir, big, big places. One time there was a homely uh, get together of sorts, which was happening in somebody's terrace. 
and it was a moonlit night and his terrace had a lot of jasmine creepers everywhere so uh, and those were full of the jasmine flowers so there were uh, stars in the night sky and it almost seemed like there were stars in the terrace as well because you could see all those uh, you know the jasmine plant has very dark leaves the leaves are so dark that in the in the night they almost look black and then there were these bright beautiful small flowers which were staring at you from everywhere all across the terrace and uh, there was the smell the fragrance of jasmine and yes it is such an evocative memory and my uh, mother was singing um, which basically means on this moonlit night, everyone has gone to the forest to enjoy the spring. I won't. I shall stay back at home because I'm waiting to hear your footsteps. So that memory and that moment has gotten imprinted in my head. One of my favorite, favorite memories of listening to a Rubindra Shungit. I have 1001 because she's a Rubindra Shungit singer. So that must be quite a memory for you. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the kind of songs that you've done, the live performances that you've done and your journey into Hindi music and popular Bollywood music. What's your take on today's music? You know, I mean, because I do see, of course, I love the fusion because it makes it very accessible for people, for youngsters to enjoy Indian classical music because I think there's an end of an um, era of uh, every home where kids learn some sort of classical music. I think that has, it's really in the decline now, especially in India. Uh, we are a very, very quick generation that we are creating now. Um, and, you know, they don't have that sort of, not every, the majority of people don't have that sort of perseverance uh, to pursue something like Indian classical music or the classical arts, you know, because it means so much of riyas. It means not getting, I still remember, I used to learn the sitar and I think one rag I almost learned for over, I don't know, eight months or so. And she would constantly, my guru would constantly make me do riyas on just the saregama that I had to learn to play it hundred times without a single faltering moment while your hands were moving on the strings, you know. So Indian classical music now is being fused with a whole lot of other, you know, electronic music. And that's also beautiful. What Coke Studio does was what Nescafe, I think basically Nescafe does and a whole lot of other people do, you know, a whole lot of other, they just organize the music in a way where it's more palatable for people. What is your take on uh, classical music, you know, and this whole change? And of course, there is, of course, you have uh, Honey Singh, whose lyrics, I, I mean, less said the better. <laughs> But uh, but there is, uh, you know, so there, of course, I mean, no music is bad. No art is bad ever. But what is your take on today's music industry? Yeah. So before I answer that question, I want you to just listen to this. Savan bito jaye piharwa Man mera ghabarae Man mera ghabarae Aiso gaye paradis piya tum Chain hume nahi aaye now, this piece is actually also named Khamaj. So therefore, it is based on the rag 
and it is completely uh, uh, it's uh, the way the tune flows the notes that it touches are very 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 classical but if you see the music that they have used for this particular piece it's completely western so therefore what you said is correct that uh, uh, the blending the the uh, what should i say the homogeneous mixture of classical with western is what is making it palatable to the wider audience and takers people who actually devote years to developing their prowess in classical music maybe i don't know if the number is going down mahua honestly because i have seen a lot of youngsters people who are even younger than us actually taking up classical and devoting themselves i'm so happy to hear that and no, so, so what i'll tell you there that. is a difference earlier on it used to be like um, like a machine gun fire okay everyone you touch had some training in classical they were at least doing the sargam they were at least doing the basics they were doing paltas alankars and all that now it's not like that now it is more like sniper bullets you pick up one person maybe amidst 3000 but that person has not only explored classical that person has taken it to heights which are unimaginable so therefore maybe less number of people are indulging it but, uh, indulging in it in this particular genre of music but those who are are really going deep so there is development it is selective but the development is phenomenal and that gives birth to someone like ar rahman oh yeah yeah, yeah of course so yeah so that's my take on on what is happening with classical music i don't know if all schools actually you know i i still remember the smallest of the schools actually in india in uh, you know in the past always used to have the saregama padhanisa i think every person knew but i don't know if that is part of the and i'm not talking about the elite schools here or the you know i'm talking about just a regular school they i mean yesterday I, i was talking to someone they don't even have a playground any longer and every day when i come into my studio i pass by this little school for children and there is no space whatsoever because of course education is becoming such a huge business and music is an integral part of the education and the development of a child and you know i don't know if because i don't think music needs to have a class music is for everyone music is should be accessible should be a part of the curriculum for everyone and you know so going back to um, you know when you said that you know of course we have ar rahman i mean i enjoy coke studio really a lot because i you know yeah i mean I, my favorite favorite is tina sani and uh, i mean i keep listening to her song constantly that i keep going back to and then there's faiz ahmed faiz all the songs have become you know they're they because of the mixture like you said of electronic and other instruments put together it becomes like a completely different presentation of sorts which gets you know which is very popular and it's fantastic because nobody is being cut off today any longer from all of that but my whole yeah but my whole worry is this that you know pure classical music i mean i just hope it doesn't die i'm not saying that i'm not one of them i'm very much a part of the digital media i mean and right now we're talking to each other we're connected but i just wish that a little part of every home they would dedicate to the classical form because i think it's almost like meditation so i still remember my mother used to call it you know shadhana in bengali which is of course 
you know, is uh, meditation, uh, you know, when you're learning Indian classical music or you're sitting down to read, you know, she always called it shaduna, which you will, you will relate to that word. You know, so shaduna is not something which is meditation. It's not something that I see every child today learning. And I think going forward, because, you know, the number of kids you meet today who've got emotional issues. I mean, I'm sure it was that time also, but it didn't get addressed. But uh, the whole isolation that I see among children today um, maybe there are more schools and classes all around, you know, with uh, the classic musicians uh, teaching and imparting uh, that knowledge. Maybe, you know what, I think it would be really, really ideal. So tell me a little bit about Singapore. Do you see these clusters of, you know, I mean, um, of kids, Indian kids who are holding on probably to their roots and there, you know, there are classes that happen because in Bangalore, in the vicinity, I haven't, seen, I live in Koramangla, which is of course, again, a very, very developed part. Unless you go into, you know, the traditional uh, areas of Bangalore, there you would find a lot of people doing Carnatic music, you know. But uh, in Kolkata also, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going all over the place and I'm talking to you, Aditi, because when you pass through a little lane in Kolkata, you will hear the strains of music coming out from a little window. And that's my memory, you know. Or you will have somebody playing the tabla somewhere, somebody practicing on, you know, some sort of instrument. Are you teaching kids? And do you see there are groups who are trying to do this in Singapore? So answering the question for Singapore, there are too many institutes in Singapore that actually train children in languages. So there are many institutes that work on Hindi. There are some that work on Bangla. And there are very, very good schools for art and music. There is one called Sifas. There is another one which I think is called Sur. Uh, I'm, I'm not remembering the name, but there are at least three or four, three, four schools that I am aware of myself. And there are three, four schools that I have visited myself. So I know there are extremely high quality schools for teaching uh, the traditional arts, the dances, the musics, which come from India, which is rag based, which is classical. Now, Coming to your fundamental question of you are afraid that uh, the Hindustani classical or Carnatic classical might just fade away. You know, Mohua, everything is not for everyone. That's what I feel. Uh, Hindustani classical, a pure classical is so heavy in its format that it's not for mass consumption. But those who consume it, they, they can consume much more quantities of it than I and you or, or would be able to consume another form of music. So what I'm trying to say is if a person who is interested in Hindustani classical starts listening to say Rag Bhairav in the morning, it is absolutely possible that he or she will keep listening or for a singer, keep singing it till the time is 12.30, 1 o'clock in the afternoon because they, after that, you can't sing that rag anymore. Or for example, Darbari, which is a rag that you sing in the night. You start listening to it at 9.30 in the night and you will probably listen to it at 6 o'clock in the morning. But if you were listening to the Bollywood uh, mainstream uh, melodies, how long will you listen to it? You will listen for two hours, you will listen for three hours and that's it and then it will switch to doing something else so classical music is not for mass consumption but there are takers for it maybe the number of takers is becoming smaller but i don't think there is any fear of it getting obliterated altogether secondly i also want to add even to sing a mainstream bollywood song 
you need a foundation and nothing better than classical music yeah, so you will foundation. see even all the mainstream singers like your arijit your shreya ghoshal they all are trained in classical music and that is why they sing the way they do absolutely i i do agree with you that classical music is the foundation for you know any sort of um, thing that you want to further on go ahead and start uh, practicing so you know what like you said that you're in a little bit of a hurry today aditi and i will not let you go without singing one song for all our listeners today so i want you to <laughs> sing me one of your favorite songs it could be hindi one it could of my be bangla songs okay or anything you know of course now is the monsoons in um, <laughs> in india and yeah, uh, yeah so so mm. i will sing a monsoon song then I'll sing a Bangla song, okay, Mohua, because both Lovely. of us are Bengalis, and Lovely. I want to sing a Bangla song. Yeah, please, please. Kichu kichu kotha, boshe achhe bije, meghe meghe kotha, hoy nije nije, chode jawa pata. जोड़े बसे डाले चारा गाछ गुलो कत कीजे बोले आकाश जखन गाइबे बोले आकाश जखन गाइबे बोले बादले री गान बतास तखन बोते गिमान हो भीमान आकाश जखन फिरती पथे मन खराबर सुर बतास तखन नीरब चिठी पठाए बहुदूर बहुदूर I hope you have heard this song My before. Have God, you? My God, I am transported, Adi. Totally transported, though. Thank you so this much. This is one of my one favorite, of my favorite, favorite, favorite songs. It is one of my favorite songs too. Thank you so much for being on today's podcast, and I am so grateful to have you talk to me all the way from Singapore. And I'm really hoping that one Durga Puja, once COVID is over and things are all back to normal, you are. in bangalore or i am in singapore and we both are together talking to each other oh, sharing anecdotes yes. about our lives because i'm sure there is so much in common you know absolutely you are such a warm and welcoming and wonderful person it was just so fantastic talking to you so and you. singing for you if you have any favorite songs you can just whatsapp me i will sing anytime for you mama oh, thank you so much thank you so very much you sang both my favorite songs today i oh, know oh. all the, all the three are my favorite songs and thank you so much and stay thank blessed you. and you are Mashorashuti's boon, as they say, she's the goddess Aww. of learning, and uh, she's obviously bestowed you with the best of her, uh, you know, blessings on you. And may thank you continue to go on singing. And uh, thanks once again. Thank you, my dear friend. Bye. Take care. Bye. Have a wonderful day. To you, our dearest listeners, you can find us on your favorite streaming services. Find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast. and of course all other major streaming services with loads of love we are mudimo avas podcast where hatke is hot <laughs>